This is exactly right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. You ready, Scotty? Oh, Curdy B, I've never been more ready to laugh and laugh and laugh. I just like the way this headline phrases it. Mm. Cocaine dumped in the sea off Florida could have, quote, crazy consequences if sharks eat it. Scientists find. <laughs> well, yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> All right, well, let's geek out over a brand new episode of Bananas. Guys, gals, and non-binary pals, welcome to Bananas. Sitting across from me is the absolutely hilarious and wonderful Scotty Landis. And over there, the big banana himself, stand-up comedian, actor, writer, and all-around great dad. A fun dad. Also fun Fun dad. dad. You got me the hat. It looks so good. When I saw you at the pool party last weekend, I was like, fun dad's in the pool. (laughs) (laughs) Also, the fact that it is a red hat makes everyone double take. They're like, "Uh uh-oh, Mag is here? And it's like, nope, just fun dad's here. (laughs) Yeah, that's we got to turn them one at a time. But anyways, (laughs) welcome to the silliest little podcast there ever was. To old Bananimals, day one murder Bananimals, brand new, this is your first episode, Bananas. We're so grateful to have you on the silliest little podcast there ever was. Um, We're excited. Splitting the city is in two days. When this comes out, it will have been over. Sold out. Sold out. We're raising a lot of money for LA Food Bank. I'm very excited about it. It's uh, doing dumb things, absurd things for good cause is sort of one of the tenets of the Bananas podcast. And for everybody that came to Splitty last year, for everybody who came to Splitty this year, we're sending like $3,000 to LA Food Bank. And that's all because of you. So thanks, Bananimals. Thank you, Bananimals. You guys are the Bananas of the Week, everyone who bought a ticket. Some people just donated money. Shout out yep. to Copy Haste to uh, Heidi Ho Comics uh, mm. over over on the West Side sent mm. in two hundred dollars as just a donation. Thank you. Extremely kind. Anyways, Curdy P, what other shows you got coming up? Because once we announce the shows, then we mm-hmm. get into the ha ha's and yuck yucks. <laughs> I got Brooklyn. I got Cleveland. I got. Worcester, Mass. I got Atlanta. I got Rally. Atlanta's with uh, Bananas. Bananas mm-hmm. doing Rally. Bananas mm-hmm. doing Atlanta. I'm also mm-hmm. doing Stand Up and Rally. Every, be awesome. All the dates can be found at KurtComedy.com. That's Kurt with the K, Comedy with the C. I like that you say Rally because I say Raleigh, but I like Rally because it mean it feels like we're like pumped up, like we're going. Like, yeah, yeah. Let's rate. I rumble. think they say Rally. Well, let's find out. We'll find out. I don't soon. know. Wait, My sister matter. lives there. Oh, well. <laughs> I should know. <laughs> uh, we like that North Carolina. Bad airport in Charlotte, though. Real crappy airport. Anyways. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, man. I had the funniest thing happen. I thought of Give you it to because me. it, okay, it, it was multi parent generational. I was, I was in a shopping center and I was just killing some time standing in the shade and. Out from this restaurant comes a little girl, a nerdy little like six-year-old, and her mom's right behind her. And her mom's like, what do you want to do now? And the little girl says, can we get some acorns? And the mom says, what? 
She goes, can we get some acorns? She goes, no, what? what? And then the dad comes out. And he goes, what did she say? And the little girl goes, can we get some acorns? <laughs> and the dad goes, there's no acorns. It's the middle of summer. Where are we going to get acorns? What do you want them for? And she's like, to eat them. And they're coming out of a restaurant. And then here comes grandma. Lovable grandma. Uh-huh. And they go, what is she asking about? And meanwhile, I'm just standing there staring at this whole family. <laughs> and the little girl says it again. Can we get acorns? And the grandmother goes, mm, acorns do sound good. <laughs> and then they walked by me. So I don't know what that means. I don't know what secret language this little girl was speaking. But I was just thinking about how it is insane that this little kid, for some reason, was thinking that. And three adults had to deal with it. Also, the grandmother's response is the correct response. Yeah. Ooh, uh, an insane request go hmm, well that would be fun <laughs> and then just continue to because all the kid wants is to just be like heard do you know yeah. what i mean whether she's Not being silly or yeah. wants to eat acorns we don't know what's really at the bottom of this. later down the line we can have the discussion that acorns don't exist in this in the summertime <laughs> Southern California, and that you can't eat them <laughs> yes grandma just said yeah that does sound good let's, eat, let's get some acorns <laughs> Man, it made me laugh. I was just like, I'm glad I witnessed this strange family having a strange lunch. Oh, man. I uh, <laughs> I, I was to- talking to Gus, uh, speaking of all of this. Gus mm. is now currently three, going to be four soon. Wow. And um, I don't, he was doing something, and I can't remember what. He was trying to maybe kill something. And I was like, Good. Gus, like, you know, everything is alive. Mm-hmm. Everything in this universe is alive. Can you believe that? Mm-hmm. And he just paused and he goes, even the sun. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, you know, interestingly enough, every part, every molecule, every particle in your body was born in the center, in the heart of a star, Gus. I love that. And then he just looked at me. He's three. And I was like, Gus, you're made of stardust. And when I told Olive this around the same time, she was Beautiful. like, which star? And I was like, you choose. And she's like, <laughs> and then she like looked up stars and she's like, I'm, I'm at UI Scudi. And I was mm-hmm. like, great. The biggest star in the universe. Good. Uh, and then Gus just, I go, you're made of stardust, Gus. Gus takes a beat and then just goes, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I just laughed so hard. He's going to be a lawyer, and I, I like it, it for him. <laughs> no. Yeah, he's an artist. I saw him spraying spray on suntan lotion on a spider, and I said, this kid's an artist. This, kid's, <laughs> this kid is thinking outside the bun, and I support it. I was, oh man, he loves to be so naughty. I was watching him spray sun, sunscreen on Kristen's, like, whatever planter, and I was like, Chris, got, Chris, you gotta stop that. He goes, okay. And then just got a little further, like, behind the planter and continued to do it. And then I'd go, Gus. And he would, like, poke his head up and go, uh huh. And I'd be like, don't do it. And he'd be like, I'm not. And then he'd just go back to doing it. Perfect criminal. Perfect Perfect criminal. criminal. He's set for the way the world is set now. He's going to be a step ahead. That is how everybody behaves. Every (laughs) adult goes, don't do that. And they go, I don't. And then they just do it. And then they just do it. Yeah, the firstborn's the president, secondborn's the criminal. You're the criminal, Scotty. That's fine with me. Were you? No, No. you were not even a bad kid. I stole like two things. And honestly, I've paid it back. (laughs) <laughs> no regrets. They were gifts. I stole things that I gave to other people. So what is that? Am That's I, what you uh, stole. That was sinner. Or how old were you? It's fourteen, fifteen, fifteen. I stole beer glasses from um, Macy's. Beer, beer glasses like, for my boss at the bike doctor. I, he was a twenty-three-year-old guy, so I thought, hey, I'll get him some pints. And then nobody came to check me out, and nobody came to check me out, and I went to another one, and nobody. And I just looked around, and nobody thought the fifteen-year-old had any money. So I walked right out the store. Oh, I good for my you. statute of limitations in Owings Mills Mall, which I don't even think is there anymore. I love that Come when you said it. beer glasses, I was so confused. I was like... Yeah, that's a weird way to say it. Glasses that are beers? Like beer goggles? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like beer goggles. I did say it dumbly. I Pint think glasses. I stole, when I was five, I stole a pack of Gatorade gum. Delicious gum. And my mom made me return it. She was very yep. mad. Yep. Of course. That's okay. Lessons yep. learned. Cocaine dumped in the sea off Florida could have crazy consequences if sharks eat it, scientists find. I love... Pure I love hypothetical here. I love what scientists are doing out there. They're like, <laughs> yeah. hey, 
what if uh what if a bunch of sharks ate a ton of cocaine <laughs> okay that's a hypothesis we're gonna run with so much that the board news cycle will post it uh so many bananas sent this in tons Big um, one. This was the best version of the article I think I could find. Mm-hmm. Um, this is from Sky News. Sounds the, the UK mm-hmm. trusts it. And this was written by Russell Hope. Ooh. The best Very in the biz. Good. Because I know he's the best in the biz because after his name, it just says all lowercase news reporter. <laughs> That's what you put it on a tombstone. Put it I on mean, a tombstone. I mean, capitalize news, capitalize reporter. If this is the guy's title, please. All right. Yeah. Sharks may be consuming cocaine dumped in the waters off Florida, and it could be making them act in, quote, crazy ways, scientists have said. I hope that crazy was in the actual paper these scientists published. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is, this shit's crazy. Sharks are doing crazy. (laughs) Researchers investigating whether drugs dumped overboard impact the region's marine life for a documentary found Mm -hmm. some sharks appeared to be acting strangely and others responded to similar similar stimulants. Smugglers have left countless tons of cocaine in the seas around Florida, transported from South and Central America, either to be collected by associates or to avoid arrest. The drugs are then often washed onto shore uh, on ocean currents. Just last month, the U.S. Coast Guard seized more than 14,100 pounds of cocaine so in much. the Caribbean Sea and Atlantic Ocean with an estimated value of $186 million. Wow. That's, that's far more than I thought was yeah, that's happening. that's a lot. That that's is so lot. much. That's a lot. People that love means, the stuff. They can't get enough of the stuff. And that's probably a small percentage of what's coming in, right? Correct. It, of course. Marine biologist Tom, quote, the blowfish herd. Come on, what's happening? (laughs) This is the, well, this is the guy who does the cocaine shark study. Yeah. I'm the blow, I'm the blowfish. I do so much blow when I'm fishing. University of Florida environmental scientist Tracy Fanara. Uh, mm. The two of them studied mm. sharks off the Florida Keys to see if the drugs were having any impact, Im, any impact on them. During one dive to observe behavior, a great hammerhead, a species which normally avoids humans, came straight at the team and appeared to be swimming wonkily. Again, oh. I, I hope a quote from the from the from the paper. Blowfish. Researchers also recorded a sandbar shark which appeared to be fixated on something and was swimming in tight circles despite there being nothing in sight. Seems like what sharks do. <laughs> so far, also, no, no shark swims weirder than a hammerhead. Probably yeah. the creepiest shark. I found that they can't actually see ahead of them, so they're, they're con- they just always move their head back and forth. That's yeah, not like, like part of them swimming. Yeah, like somebody that just did a key bump. They're just yeah. working it out. They're, they don't have jaws like they do. They shake their heads. As well as monitoring the sharks, the scientists also put packages similar in size and appearance to real cocaine bales in the water next to okay. dummy swans as part of their study. To their surprise, the sharks headed straight for the bales, not the swans, taking okay. bites from them. Okay. One shark even grabbed a bale and swam off with it. This is... This, as a study, is so Looney Tunes. Yes, this is as if you and I said we were scientists and we're like, let's do something. Yeah. First off. Last time we had fun. Are these ocean swans? (laughs) As far as I know, a swan is a freshwater bird. It's not out in the middle of the ocean. Especially not at the bottom of it. A swan? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The big love. Oh, my God. Okay. It's a swan. Okay. Secondly. They needed a white thing is what I'm hearing. They needed something white. So, secondly, you. Well, how is this shark supposed to be like, that's a cocaine bale, as opposed to any other bale of thing that fell into the water, which is probably thousands and thousands of things. Endless um, things. Next, the researcher made a bait ball of high. This is fascinating. Next, the researchers made a bait ball of highly concentrated fish powder. (laughs) 
This was designed to trigger a dopamine rush <laughs> as close to a hit of cocaine mm-hmm. as the team could feasibly and ethically do in an experiment. When the sharks ate the powder, the researchers saw them going wild. Quote, mm-hmm. I think we've got a potential scenario of what it may look like if you gave sharks cocaine, Mr. Hertz no. said in the film. No. Oh, the film. Oh, this is from a fucking Shark Week thing for Discovery Channel. That's the show fine. is called Cocaine Sharks. Oh, this I is see. all invented for TV. That's I why I understand now. Th- that's why somebody named the Blowfish is in charge. All right, I always see. Well, I think it is Shark Week this week, which is fun, and they're running out of stuff. I just saw they I have a giant so. fake whale carcass with a guy in it. <laughs> they they build a fake one with an underwater bubble window that a guy is in it, and then it's to get great whites to like circle and attack the. But it's not a real whale, so. <laughs> Isn't smell the whole thing with sharks? Isn't smell their whole yes. thing? Yes. Uh, finally, also, the be teeth. funny. Be put a mirror out and put some lines of <laughs> fake cocaine on on the bottom of the ocean and see if a shark. Or do what we were trying it. to do, which was give a shark a birthday cake. Mm-hmm. That is, we we're going to make a shark Smart. for a TV show that we had a long time ago. Mm-hmm. We were going to. Have a cake made of fish guts, mm-hmm. but make it look looks like a perfect cake. And then we wanted to, <laughs> and then we would chum the waters and get a shark excited, and then sure. have it. So when he came up, we would throw the cake in his mouth, yep. and that would be the start of the show. <laughs> well, and Mexican shark tour said yes, we will do that, but it was just yep. off season, and the network would not wait for us to <laughs> do it. But I was just, I did bad ideas. Um, for Quibi, now on Roku, with Adam. And we went down to the Bahamas to do a shark dive with this wrestling diva, uh, Lana, CJ yeah. Perry. And so we go out two full days, chumming the water and saw one shark, one That's blue shark. so crazy. I mean, I thought that if you just drop bloody fish chum in the water, yeah. no matter where you were, that and like we and they were like, "Oh, there's a shark!" and everybody was so excited, and it didn't like attack the chum box. It was the middle of the day, and they do seem to go away during the heat in the middle uh-huh. of the day. But we were out there so long and so desperate to find any sharks that, <laughs> like, when I had to pee, I was just jumping in the water and swimming with two or three buckets of chum in the water. <laughs> and then we all started to do it. And then, thank God for CJ, because she was like, well, I'm just going to turn this into Instagram and TikTok content. Will you just take photos? And I was like, sure. So I just took pictures of CJ while the rest of us just cooked in the sun and swam around in chummed waters uh, peeing. So Ooh. smart. Was smart. everyone, was pe- were people vomiting too? Nobody got sick. Everybody was, had, the the cool thing about non-scripted, which is like reality shows to most people, um, is the camera and crew for those type of shows are the toughest, gnarliest, most badass people. The crew that were at the department, so these two camera guys and the line producer had just got done shooting in the Everglades catching sharks. Uh, excuse me, catching snakes. They were like a python Whoa. wrangler thing where you can turn in snakes. And these guys would go up to their chests in the Everglades while these snake hunters were pulling snakes out of the trees. Oh. And they're like hanging in the mangroves where there are bull sharks and there are yeah. stingrays and there yeah. are giant alligators and snakes. And these guys just get down with their hands on a camera. So our crew was like unflappable. They were badass. That's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Shout out to all the all the camera operators and DPs working on reality shows because you got you got work right now because nothing else is allowed to be made. Work. I picketed today at Paramount and ran into some old uh, one old friend. I haven't gone to Paramount yet. It's a good one. Paramount's good. And so for the people out there who don't know, you know, the Writers Guild's on strike now. Screen Actors Guild is also on strike. So part of that is you volunteer to picket for. Honestly, it's just for presence. It's just to let people know that we're still on strike and we're still getting royally screwed but they want you to go as many times as you can and now that it's 100 degrees every day they're wrapping it up a little earlier yeah um but parent but the, the some of them you just walk back and forth in a line around a cone around a cone you're holding signs but then some of them you can do kind of like laps around the whole studio or you can do all like three quarter laps disney so baby like disney warner brothers and paramount's pretty good Paramount's a little bit... I saw Jack Black today. Oh, it gets hot, though, because there's not as much shade at Paramount. Yes, but there yeah. was a good breeze, and I saw Lance uh, Bass from NSYNC dropped off 10 pizzas. <laughs> Didn't know he was in the guild. No. I just love giving out pizzas. 
He he, <laughs> they are his pizzas. And what don't you want more than a fresh hot pizza when you're standing on the <laughs> sidewalk in a hundred degree temperatures? Just a nice hot slice of pie. <laughs> Anyways, here's one for you. This one's from Britt Diane. Thank you, Britt Diane. Thank you, Britt. If you see stories that you love, send them to the Bananas Podcast on gmail.com or the Bananas Podcast on Instagram. Mm-hmm. We'll respond. Omaha firefighters rescue workers swept away in a downtown storm sewer. This was on KETV7 ABC Omaha. They're good. Mm-hmm. Just the staff. Just a staff writer. Probably, honestly, a college intern. Probably. We hope we this, hope someday you get your name, staff writer. Mm-hmm. You're going to be huge. You're just starting out, um, uh, KETV7 ABC Omaha staff writer. A worker swept away in downtown Omaha during a storm, went into the sewer system Friday morning, and was found more than one mile away, clinging oh. to a great... <laughs> yeah. Whoa. <laughs> a mile through the sewers in a Whoa. rainstorm. Whoa, whoa. Found clinging to a grate near the Missouri River more than one hour later. So wow. just an hour in the sewer system and you go a full mile. Wow. Friday afternoon, Omaha fire investigators said the 41-year-old man went into the hospital and was in serious condition. He is conscious uh, and he was conscious when he was rescued from the cold rain water. It all started with two ACE pipe cleaning employees working in a manhole on 19th and Howard on Friday morning when heavy rains hit the area. So these guys are just doing So they're just job. there. So they're just they're down just there. They're, they're just clearing it out. Yeah. Oh, my God. One of the two workers was pulled from the manhole. That was a 50-year-old who had hooked himself to the sewer's metal wire haul system that allowed firefighters to pull him onto the street. So this one guy had like a safety harness thing and didn't get yanked away. The second worker disappeared into the sewer system. What a ride. This I mean, like, be. this and, yeah, so, like, what is the, like, I'm assuming it's probably, like, what, like, two feet by two feet? Like, that sort of a... I don't a, know. Yeah. Or it's huge and it's just an avalanche of water came. Like, or it's, you know, just a, a normal big old sewer tube and then just a wall of water caught him. Yeah, that's interesting. I guess they just didn't realize that it started raining because they were down below? Or it's raining so hard there. I mean, it's crazy that this could happen. But also, like, yeah. it's like a movie. Every movie yes. that has water bursting through, it's like, here it comes. And then it's like Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. And it's like, here it comes, chasing you out. Yeah, you what hear it like one second time. beforehand, right? Yeah, there's a rumble. Or if you're down in a sewer, just a, a huge gust of horrible smelling air <laughs> hits you in the face. And then you get hit by it. Yeah. this Must is have been thrilling. This is, to give you an idea about, I, if anybody wants to do this, because this is a a YouTube rabbit hole I like to go down, you know, as in addition to my classic YouTube rabbit holes of ship launches and handkerchief twirling, just go to uh, (laughs) uh, Flash Floods, Flash Floods Desert. And that is, so it's people who chase flash floods. So they'll go and they'll put themselves in a dry riverbed where yes. they know that like two miles away You're is kidding. a huge rainstorm. Amazing. And then they're just watching this dry riverbed and then you just see it come. And it's like the first time it comes, it's like this. It's a monster. It's yeah. like just mud and dirt and, and boulders just being pushed and it's rolling and picking up everything in its past it doesn't look like water and then within i don't know 15 to 30 seconds it's a full river and it's like the craziest thing you'll ever watch on youtube what? that's not true there's a real lot of crazy I don't shit know. on youtube that's pretty cool though also you reminded me of a story that kind okay of great to this story so thank you for that Search involved multiple rescue crews throughout the downtown area. Firefighters pulled manhole covers at 7th and Jones based on the storm sewer mapping. Makes oh, sense. Wow. Also, isn't this when you think of like, I want to be a fireman? Yeah. Isn't this one of the things? This is like, what if somebody gets swept away and then I have to be the one that goes and. This seems like the dream scenario for a fire person <laughs> to be like, let's go get it. My dream scenario is just to have that sewer map. <laughs> what a mm-hmm. that I of course it one exists, but I didn't even think that one yeah, would. Let's try to get our hands on a LA a sewer map. Sewer map. Yeah. Besides the LA River. The greatest sewer of them all. <laughs> 
Investigators say the 41-year-old was briefly caught at 7th and Jones, but the water swept him away again. So this really, it's like you're saying. Wow. It, it came for him. Minutes later, emergency dispatchers told rescuers the man had made it to the water along the Missouri River, but was trapped in the storm sewer by metal grates. So he oh literally got. Oh God! Well, this seems bad. This seems like, uh oh. Yeah. Um, I can't Omaha. believe that there wasn't any grates before that. Nope. He was just you really lucky. Thought. Yeah. Yeah. This guy's just flowing. This guy's just going with the flow. Yeah. Definition of Omaha fire crews then cut the grate open and rescued the worker again. This is like fireman dream scenario. Yeah. It's like, you need me? He's trapped against a sewer that's going to flood up, and there's debris, and we have to cut this gate. I feel like everybody also says, um, you know, there's like things that you learn in TV or here in movies, and then everybody acts like they're the first person to say it. But one of those is like, (laughs) people say, jaws of life. (laughs) If you have to use those, it's more like jaws of death. And you're like, okay. (laughs) You don't... You don't need to act like you know. Yeah, exactly, right? People like to act like they know. That, I, I always pay attention to what people are saying. I'm like, yeah, I've heard that 9,000 times. <laughs> Anywho, um, the names of the men involved have not been released. Ace Pipe Cleaning declined rest <laughs> request for comment. Why? You guys are dedicated. One guy did the right thing and the other guy went with the flow. Um, the owners of Southside Plumbing... Uh, have maintained and repaired the city's underground pipelines before, saying that the Omaha storm and sanitary sewers, it's likely the workers were in a stormwater pipe when they were suddenly swept away. So uh-huh. uh, they were in like a specific one that's where all the water filters to, basically. Okay. Um, if you're so at the bottom of a big hill, one. Yeah. Yes. If you're at the bottom of a hill, all that surface water is going to be rushed away. I can only imagine the potential hazard of actually being down in a structure like that and being swept away. You're dealing with significant amounts of water. Pretty insane. All right. And then let's see. There's there's another thing that I started doing because I saw it on TikTok, which is there's these guys who just go to, you know, an area of a street that's just flooded after it stopped raining. Yes. And then you can identify where the sewer actually is. Storm drain, sure. And it's just all covered with leaves and they go in there with little rakes and they go... And then it just drains immediately. And it's so amazingly satisfying to watch on TikTok. But I did that with Olive once this uh, winter. We were walking to school and it was just a lake. And I had like my waterproof shoes on. I was like, watch this. And she was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. I was like, I know. And then she wanted to do it every single time. And I was like, we can't clean every storm drain we see, honey. I wish we could. Yeah, I wish you could, because that would be a huge TikTok. If you made it look like she did it, you got yeah. out there in little workman clothes and stuff, it'd be cool. <laughs> I'll wrap it up with this. Omaha Mayor Gene Stothert applauded the work of the fire crews, as do we, police and sewer maintenance workers, because they saved this guy's life. In a statement, she said, quote, the expertise and urgency of our fire and police department, sewer maintenance employees, and private contractors saved lives today. Life-saving teamwork requires training, shared information, coordination. I am thankful for the successful outcome of this rescue and for the two workers who will fully recover. So there you go. Good. I'm happy that they're safe. And my goodness. Good you teamwork. hear that roar. Look out. Scotty, give me that story I reminded you. Oh, yeah. So I worked with this dude who I won't name the company because he might still be there. But this was, geez, a long time ago, 10, 12 years ago. His name was Kyle, though. I'll say that. All right. And he didn't talk a whole heck of a lot. But one day he was like. Silent Kyle. Silent Kyle. He, uh, his thing on YouTube was he would go through videos of. Uh, wave pools around the world, like people mm-hmm. that have, and sometimes there are live streams or live feeds of wave pools, you know, where people what? swim at water okay. parks. All right. And he would find people that were making amore while other people were swimming in water pools. What? Yes, he did. And he called it smocking. Oh, that's what, like. Smocking? Because he says that was the sound it makes when two people's <laughs> bodies pull apart and they're in water. It's like. <laughs> and so he'd be like. <laughs> Do you like smocking videos? And I was like, what are those? And he had saved, I don't know, 15 or 20 of these things. He's like, look at that couple over there. And I'll be doggone. In every single video he showed me, there'd be a crowded pool with people with tubes and, and people swimming around. And then over in the corner near the wall, just just two people having sex. <laughs> in the water? In the wave pool 
while it's happening. <laughs> it's no, like the wave pool is a, a, it's an upsetting place to be at the best of times. With all holes sealed, With you're all terrified holes. of being in there. <laughs> exactly, where, where you can use both hands are free to grab onto something. If I say to you, stray band-aid, the first thing your yes. head goes to is wave pool <laughs> at a water park. But he was just clicking through. He goes, oh, yeah, this is a good one. Check this one out. Oh, this one's in Japan. Oh, this one's in Mexico City. And he just had a lineup. And you couldn't see in graphic, but you could tell what they were doing. But it was they were doing it in public. And I don't know if there's a real name for this, but he called it smocking. And he said it's when two bodies come together creates a, a sound that's like a wet like sound. That's so... So, Kyle, if you listen to Bananas, I don't know, email me or don't. Just keep, or don't. keep living your passion. You're not doing anything wrong. You're just You're a not boy doing here. anything wrong. That's why he's so quiet. He's just thinking. <laughs> yeah, he's he's thinking about that. He's got, const- <laughs> he's got a constant movie running of smocking mm, things. He's smocking. Yeah. Keep on smocking in the free world. <laughs> Family's Great Wolf Lodge visit soiled. After finding dirty diaper in game night box. There we go. There we go. <laughs> this is a great story. <laughs> it's, All right. it's so crazy. Soiled is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back with more bananas. Bananas. Folks, we are back. Scotty, I, I do have a shout-out here. Do you have one? Yeah, I got a billion, so you please go first. All right. This is from Beth, VSW. Cool. She says, hey, B-Boys. Uh, just, I just got dumped out of nowhere because I had a panic attack in front of my boyfriend of several months, and he decided he couldn't, quote, handle it. So now yeah. I'm going to do something Wait. nice for others to make myself feel better, and because that dude can go kick rocks. First of all, shout out to me, preparing to start my second year as a substitute teacher in a small city in ruralish Oregon. I decided to substitute teach because like in many other areas, there's a shortage of substitute teachers in Oregon. Uh, Teachers deserve to be able to take a sick day and know their classrooms in capable hands so students don't lose a day of learning. It's hard work, y'all, especially since I teach a lot in middle school where many substitutes refuse to work. Uh, Secondly, for the probably not cool but helping part, This is cool. Don't worry. I'd like to collect supplies for the upcoming school year to help students and teachers, substitutes, and regular Mm. type in my school district and made a link tree for anyone wanting to help out. And that's link tree slash substitute supplies. Mm. Um, So substitutes definitely don't get any supplies provided to them, and we get paid even less than regular teachers. Also, every school in my district is federally designated a low-income school, so I'll share any supplies with other teachers and directly with students in classes I teach. And she asks if we could share it. Of course we can share it. Beth, this is great. Again, it's Linktree slash substitute supplies. Okay, so it's like the way Linktree works is it's L-I-N-K-R, Linktr dot E-E. And then slash and then substitute supplies. We'll link to it in our Instagram as well. Katie, Katie, if you would just remind us... um, to post this on the Instagram the day that this goes up. We'd appreciate it. But, Beth, you're doing awesome. Thank you so much. And that dude can go kick rocks. Yeah, he could kick rocks. Uh, Chris Jacobs, Curdy B, that's who made our new intro for our live shows that we are premiering at Splitty in the City, starring you, me, and one olive. Um, so thank it's you, Chris. So you did an incredible job. And I, we cannot wait to play it in Raleigh and Atlanta and probably at the beginning of live shows until we're done doing Bananas live shows. Um, here's a fun one that is a little time sensitive. Becca Davis wants to shout out her little bananimal, Graham, who is turning 12 and starting seventh grade on August 30th. They listen to Bananas on the way to school. Yay. So happy birthday, Graham. I'm and so sorry for all the things I've said. But, but I'm not, because Graham, you can do a million weird and dumb things in this life and stern out, uh, still turn out totally functional. So ha- <laughs> listen to your mom, Becca, but happy birthday, Graham. You're going to have a great time in seventh grade. 
Oh, I'll do two more. I, we're so back. Bananas, if you don't hear them for a while, we are so, so, so backed up with these. Um, Jazz Trumpet Cat is shouting himself out for getting a real bed frame instead of just a box spring. He says, thanks, Scotty. Now, hopefully, I can get laid. <laughs> it is the first step. It is the <laughs> the barely, it is the zero point. So you are starting at zero right now, but I yes. wish you luck. When you bring somebody home and they see that bed frame, they're going to go, adult man, not yes. bad. Um, let's do one more here. This is an old one, and just getting to it now. Jacob Chatterton wants to shout out his amazing partner, Ashley. This was a little bit ago, so I hope it's still going strong, uh, meaning she hit a year of cannabis sobriety. She gave up weed for over one full year and nice hopefully work. more. Not easy to do, but Jacob is incredibly proud of Ashley for never faltering. And yeah, congratulations, Congratulations. Uh, good for you. Keep it going. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, that's it. Let's get back into the pod. I'll do the rest on our next epi. Here it is. Family's Great Wolf Lodge visit soiled after finding dirty diaper in game night box. This is I mean, a legitimately crazy story. Uh, we have a theme, and I love our theme this week. We are doing water parks that are disgusting. Zachariah Wheaton wrote this one. Thank you, Ooh. Zachariah Wheaton. He's good. A Best family had their visit to Great Wolf Lodge soiled after they found a dirty diaper in a game night box. In case anybody doesn't know what Great Wolf Lodge is, it is an indoor water park hotel that you can stay at. Uh, usually in the Midwest. Uh, this was on 9and10news.com. I don't I mean, know where that when is. the water wars begin, when the yes. great drought continues, yes. the Great Wolf Lodge is going to be the headquarters for just entire civilizations. They're going to mm-hmm. be... They, these people are geniuses. They're setting up a biodome. That's also fun. That's <laughs> also fun the, for the water will run out. They will not have any slides to work, but <laughs> it'll just be a lot of squeaking and dr- skin burns on on plastic at that point. No smoking uh, there. The incident happened Monday night when a woman visiting the lodge with her family mm. bought mm. a game night box as a birthday gift for her nine year old son. Don't you do this. Quote, something was wrapped inside it, and I didn't see any goodies, so assuming it was all wrapped in tissue paper, me and my sister Brandy dug in it, Brittany Gron said. Gron said they picked out wet wipes and didn't realize it was a diaper until they had it fully unwrapped. Uh, Disgusted was about my only reaction. I was was the one to unroll the package and touch what was inside, Gron's sister Brandy Weibel said. Of course, the mom just like gives the game and then walks away. I would, it's a wrapped set. For people not wondering what a game night box typically contains. I am. It typically contains things like caramel corn. Another fun Great Wolf Lodge treats and toys. <laughs> However, the box they received was anything but that. But there might have been caramel corn in there. And while they were even given a Build-A-Bear voucher and a refund for the package, they said they weren't pleased with how things were handled the night of the incident. Quote, Monday morning, we were able to talk to someone and he was more reasonable, but still, I had it on my hands. I'm not okay with that. No. And if it would have been one of our kids, I don't know what my reaction would have been. Great Wolf Lodge has refunded the family for their stay and has released the following statement. We take the health and safety of our guests very seriously. We're working closely with the pack members at our lodge in Traverse City to determine how this happens so we can ensure every precaution is being taken to prevent any incident like this from happening again. We have been in contact with the family to try to make up for this unacceptable experience, and we hope that we have the opportunity to welcome them back when they're ready and provide the exceptional experience families have come to expect when they visit Great Wolf Lodge, Traverse City. So they have, it's Traverse City, folks. The Great Wolf Lodge in Traverse City's got diapers in their game night box. I mean, what did that, that kid is going to probably grow up to write scary movies because that is just a horrible thing to have happen to a little guy. It isn't. It, uh, the, I, I misunderstood it. It was the mom who dug into it. Oh, okay. The mom got in there. Well, the mom I, I got was in there. I'm wondering because do kids even like caramel corn? I, I thought that was like an old person thing. Caramel corn? I mean, what? 
What even Not is really, caramel right? corn? They like cheese popcorn. Kid, do kids like... Oh, I've, caramel corn. Oh, yeah. wow. Oh, okay. It's just like Sorry. corn. It's popcorn yeah. flavored like caramel. Like right. Cracker Jack. I don't know. Kids crack. do like caramel corn. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. definitely. Um, no. But what's... Uh, the? If you're expecting caramel corn and some games... And it's a and and you already went through the wet wipes, the yeah. used wet wipes. Yeah. At this point, I think you stop <laughs> and say, "I don't think there's any caramel corn in here." <laughs> Instead, yeah. you open the diaper and touch the poop inside. Yeah. Yeah. What is this? Should I? Should I identify this even further? <laughs> I mean, and also, like, I know everybody these days wants, like, everything for nothing. But, like, if they refunded the full stay and gave them yeah. whatever, that's fine. This that's is fine. A, this is it. That's, that's, it's all settled. That's it. It's all settled. Uh, you, you take this bill off, great. It's all settled. We're, we're yep. getting out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that's a free stay. You could put a diaper in anything I order. I, there was an urban legend that I actually confirmed not too, too long ago that was there used to be a TV show that I think was like a pretty hit show called According to Jim. Uh, yeah, 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 I remember According to Jim. With Jim Belushi. Yep. You know, the, the more famous, the more funny of the Belushi brothers is everybody. <laughs> but I had heard that um, at like the season one rap party at his house or wherever it was that the gift they gave out was his autobiography of his own book. No. And that on the way out, the entire crew and people that were like, you know, wanted a bonus or wanted something cool or like uh, crews. A lot of times they just want like a really cool hoodie that says season one. Yeah. crew. I have all my workaholic stuff still. Yeah. What I heard is they all put it through the open window of his like sports car that was parked in his driveway so that they filled his entire car with his own book as like a fuck you. <laughs> so I was like, I'd heard this for many years in different writers rooms. And so I tweeted about it. I was like, does anybody know anything about this? Does anybody like know if this is true? And this guy's like, not true. The true story is he gave us season one, according to Jim DVDs as a present, not his book. So the show, they just, went over the whole time so then they all went outside and there was like his his windows rolled down like in as wide as a book and so everybody's just sliding and covering his car with dvds and inside of his car so when he came out in the morning there were just a hundred <laughs> according to jim dvds on his own car and he like apologized and had to make a big deal out of it but i'm like good for that crew great for that crew also that is a uh, organization at a party that is beautiful. Beautiful. But you know the first person was like, not doing it, and put it on like the hood of the car. It was like, yeah. yep, this is the way. This yeah. is what we're doing <laughs> as a whole. Our good mutual friend Chris used to work for Martha Stewart, and their Christmas present one year was the Martha Stewart cookbook. Oh, are you joking? The thing that you see around your job all day long, here's a free one. Carry it home on the subway. It weighs 400 pounds. <laughs> Even though I love Martha Stewart. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I remember talking to someone. I don't think they were on Bananas. You tell me if they were on Bananas. but Okay. Um, but Chelsea Handler, when I used to do Chelsea Lately, back loved when that you. was a TV God, show. She loved you. Chelsea Handler wa- gave great, great like Christmas presents. Okay. Um, they were always really nice, like a, a Bose noise-canceling headphones. Everybody on there was a traveling comedian, so it was always on a plane. So like Bose tra- you know, noise-canceling mm. headphones back in the day were like, oh, this is, this is luxury. Mm. Um, a Sonos system, right when Sonos came out. Big deal. And then I was talking to someone about it, and then they said, oh, yeah, did you get the ping-pong table? And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> That's a great gift. Yeah, I did, I did not get it. But also, everyone was like, when they got it, they're like, oh, this is great. I don't, I live in a one-bedroom apartment. I don't have room for a ping-pong table. <laughs> Whoopsie. Yeah, that's so funny. But like, thank you so much. This is the most cumbersome gift. That... <laughs> just go drop it to your closest state, college, or university. Exactly. Or just put it that's, outside because it's That's LA. so funny. Yeah, because when I worked... For Chelsea, with our benevolent overlord, Karen Kilgariff, our Christmas present that year were iPad minis. And yes, I was like, I got that because too. you got one. I yeah. remember being like, wow, 
Whitney's really taking care of us. And they were like, here, guys, these are custom iPad minis. So I thought by that they meant like it said Scotty on it. But yeah. I just searched it. So it was just an iPad mini. It was sealed. It w- there was no markings. There was no engravings. And then you were like, yeah, they gave me one too. And I was like, oh, well, I guess they just bought 1,000 of these things. I had that up until last year. I, that was my, I did, ri- that I was still my have reader. It. Yeah, I still have it. Uh, I used to let the kids play games on it. It is yep. now slowed down to the point. Thank you, Apple, yes. for, uh, for slowing down your old equipment, you pieces yep. of shit. Um, <laughs> it and is. so now it's it useless. Just, it's it's essentially useless. Like it connect. It takes about four hours to connect to the iTunes Store to just tell you what is on the iTunes Store. There we go. But that being said, thanks Chelsea Handler for thank you Chelsea great Handler Christmas gifts that, that lasted us nine years. Yeah. Um, here's a fun one. I love fun ones. Well, it's also heartbreaking, Kurt. So you know, oh, good. Just grab your closest Kleenex. Uh, I'm ready. Kerchief. Stacy McFacey sent this in. <laughs> Stacy's a fashion stylist, and she's damn good at what she does. Um, update. Update. Margaritaville Times Square is facing foreclosure. No, so soon. <laughs> so soon. So soon. It just opened. <laughs> Exactly. I think I did the opening one, so let's bookend it and say <laughs> adios. Uh, happy sailing. Travel Market Report had this, and they're good. This is yeah. written by Daniel Margaritaville McCarthy, who is the best in the biz when it comes to foreclosure news in Times Square, specifically bars <laughs> that nobody goes to. According to a report in real estate news site, The Real Deal, you, you read The Real Deal every day, don't you? Look, it's it's market. What was the name of this this original travel po- market report? Travel market report is first, mm. and then I go to the real deal. Once I've gotten those, I don't read anything else. No, I you don't need I, to. I kick a Wall Street Journal to the curb after that. Don't need it. Don't need the old gray lady. None of it. Um, the real deal. Developer of the property, Soho Properties, has defaulted on its mezzanine loan. See, you and I are so dumb. A mezzanine. What is loan? a mezzanine loan? A mezzanine loan. I feel like I finance and stuff just they just invent terms yeah. and create new rules yes. as they go. All the time. Or mezzanine. we're so dumb and everybody's screaming out their car right now going, Everybody knows what that is, you idiots. Dude, this is insane. Okay, here it is. In finance, mezzanine capital is any subordinated debt or preferred equity instrument that represents a claim on a company's assets, which is senior only to that of the co- common shares. I don't, uh, I don't know what any of that means. Nope. Doesn't matter. Uh, we'll never understand it. Uh, that's we crazy. are owned. Okay. Society owns us. Anyways, they defaulted on that mezzanine loan that we know so much about. The loan lender, Arden Group, is now trying to force a sale of the property. So they're going to sell this Margaritaville in Times Square. Crazy. Before also, you and I even got to spend a night there. I know. I wanted to go so bad. Also, what? Uh, it's so insane that these companies are just defaulting on loans. They're just like, let it go. Like, it's so crazy. Yeah. No shame. There's no shame anymore. The future of the property, bum, 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 is now in question. In a statement to TMR, that's Travel Market Report, Kurt, for yeah, those of, of us that read it every day. When I run into you at the coffee shop, I'm like, did you see TMR this morning? Yeah, TMR, TMI. <laughs> <laughs> the statement to TMR on Monday morning. A spokesman said the current situation will not impact guests at the hotel. Yeah. I'm sure morale is great up and down the elevators. <laughs> and and that it hopes to be open for a long time to come. No so way. just someone else will own it, but it will still be a Margaritaville hotel? Yes. And uh, when I get to the last paragraph, you really kind of understand how crazy this location. Like, there's been a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Um, the COVID pandemic, followed by rising interest rates, has created a one-two punch that greatly impacted New York City's hotel owners, obviously. It was built and opened during the height of the pandemic. Not the greatest time to open a Margaritaville <laughs> resort. I mean, but also, time. maybe it is. Maybe <laughs> yeah. it is. Florida never shut down during Correct. the pandemic, you know? Yeah. So if yeah. they were like, we're going to create our own little slice of Florida right here in the middle of New York City. Yes. Uh, maybe that was, they thought that was a good idea. Maybe they did. The current ownership situation will have no guest impact, and Margaritaville looks forward to delivering great resort and restaurant experiences in Times Square for a long time to come. So here, let me tell you about the Margaritaville Hotel. Please. 
for those who can't picture this Shangri-La in the mm-hmm. middle of the otherwise urban hellscape, the hotel opened in 2021. Right. Debuting with 234 guest rooms, five bars and restaurants, an outdoor wow. pool in the heart of Times Square. Wow. Outdoor pool in Times Square, pretty cool. Okay. There's five restaurants bars and, and restaurants. bars. So there's, there's definitely a Margaritaville. There's definitely a, what, Hamburger in Paradise place. Yeah, Salty there's Dog, probably. Maybe salty a Salty Dog, dog Saloon. Dog maybe. saloon. There's a maybe oh, yeah. la- the landing strip. Wait, did you say hamburger in paradise? Yeah, <laughs> cheeseburger in paradise. <laughs> I like hamburger in paradise. Let's just there's take a the cheeseburger hamburger in paradise. <laughs> it's a good name for this episode, Katie. Hamburger in paradise. There's hamburger in paradise. There's a salty dog. There's a landing strip. Sure. And then there's let's get drunk and screw. That's the adults only one. On oh the roof. yeah, there we go. That's and, good. And then fins, fins. Mm-hmm. Fins right. is a good song about old men creeping on the prettiest person at a bar. Ew. All right. Yeah. Just like the okay. whole entire Margaritaville experience. Just yep. like the whole Jimmy Buffett experience in some ways. Look, allegedly. I, I have le- I I have a bit where I make fun of Jimmy Buffett at length as I get older. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I ever listen to Jimmy Buffett, but the mm. retirement community that he has, oh yeah. As far as retirement communities go, I do think mm-hmm. that that retirement community seems like better than the other retirement communities out there. Yeah, people yes. are retiring to it at age fifty. <laughs> I know that is everybody is so checked out in society now. They're like, just get me to Margaritaville for the next thirty years, please, Lord. That's so funny. Uh, the company that foreclosed Soho Properties is also subject to a lawsuit from the Garment Center Congregation because they were promised, where the Margaritaville currently stands, a new synagogue on the property. Oh, so they that's just right. were like, that's right. That was the original news story. So the group has sued the developer for failing to deliver on a new synagogue, which instead became a margarita resort with a hamburger in paradise in the lobby. (laughs) Man, that's so funny. This is amazing. So then it what? It just goes to another corporate entity and then they keep running it as Margaritaville? Probably. I mean, I I think Margaritaville is like, it's like crazy big and profitable. So, I mean, it would seem so insane that they would just bail on this smack dab in the middle. Also, they really need to capture the ball drop, the New Year's Eve ball drop. Like, everybody should be in that heated pool. They never cut to a camera in a heated pool outside. That's the place. That's it. You could sell that ticket for five grand a person, put 25 people in there, save your whole business. I also, I do think they should convert one of those restaurants into the synagogue. And so you could, now there we're is, talking. so it's four restaurants, one synagogue, Margaritaville, New York City, baby. Oh, that is so good. I love that. Yeah. Come Monday Temple. The Come Monday, yeah. it'll be all right Temple. That'll yeah, yeah, be, yeah. I think that's a song by him. Come Co- kosher That's hamburger in paradise. Kosher hamburger in paradise. Come Monday. I'm looking. That's that why up. it's hamburger in paradise because you can't have the meat and the cheese together. It is a song. Come Monday. It'll be all right. Temple and hamburger joint. There we go. Kosher. It is a shame. Do you remember that place where we used to swim near Times Square? Everybody did their birthday parties. It was yes. like Hotel QT or Hotel yes. Q something. I think that it was place QT. Was it was so fun. It was indoor crazy. pool, crazy with a swim up bar and then like saunas. But it was like a bar bar, so it was like you would walk in and the pool was enclosed in a in a plexiglass cube. Yeah, and then the bar was up against it, so it was a real bar that you could, as a person who had clothes on and who was dry, yes. order food from or order drinks from. But then on the other side of the bar was just like a hole yeah. above the water line, just right at the water line too, just like right, right at the there. water line. And people would just swim up, and the bartenders were handing drinks back and forth. Then you would go and get changed. In just the bathroom, you would get changed. It was so weird. It was and like then, a nightclub on one side and a pool on the other side. Yeah, it was. And then there were it was um, 
Uh, so pool, and the pool wasn't huge, and then it was tiered seating up to, uh, <laughs> yeah, like stadium seating, up to a steam room in the corner, sauna steam room in the corner, and then just various, sh- like, showers you could just pull, and water would come down. Yep. Um, like, on a seat or on, like, I think there was a rope swing as well or something, like, you could sit on. It was rope There was. We went there quite a bit for, like, two yes. years. People would do birthday parties there. I definitely went on a date or two there, like, where the person was like, hey, do you want to be my date this thing? And then you show up, and you're like, oh, I guess we're just swimming on our first date. This is <laughs> not what I expected from Manhattan. Um, that was an amazing wrote, place. I wrote, I was one of the writers on the Snooky and Jay Wow 2012 <laughs> MTV in Times Square New Year's Eve show. Yes, yes. Because Jeff Dye, who we had worked with on a show, is a comedian, got asked to be one of the co hosts. And he was like, I want Scotty to be a writer on this. And so I got like to write for Snooky and Jay Wow. And this, thank God, this was before Zoom and all that. Like we had one conference call. I was in LA. They were all in New York. I was like the only person in LA that was hired on. And they were like, just write. Or no, they said, Scotty, you're just going to punch up Jeff's stand-up. Yeah. Like, whenever he's on screen hosting, just take his dialogue you've written for him before. I said, sure, that sounds great. And so they sent me the script. And this is one thing I want people to pay attention to. This New Year's Eve, if you watch Seacrest or you watch Anderson Cooper, whoever you watch, all they really do is just throw to the next person. Because when I got it, it was just Jeff. It would be like... Thanks, Snooky. Thanks, Jay. Well, so I'm down here on the streets. It's 2012. Uh, Kesha's coming up. Let's go to whoever Sway yeah. up on the stage. Yeah. And then they'd go to Sway. So all I had to do is punch that up. And there were no bits. And then you go to Sway. And Sway goes, all right, let's go back to Snooky and Jay. Well, up in the tower. And they're like, let's check in with Jeff. So I got paid X amount of money just to pretty much go through and be like, yeah, Jeff would say, um, now let's go back to Snooky and Jay. Well. Hey, I'm on Times Square, 2012. Got resolutions? Text him to this number. Back to Snooky and Jaywell or Kesha up with Sway. And like, I was like, this is the easiest paycheck ever. But now when I watch late night countdown shows, I'm like, man, all they're really doing is like, let's go to this crappy band. Back to you. Commercial. We're getting close now. It's Except so towards the weird. end now, someone's always getting drunk. Yeah. And they're like starting to riff. But I can't tell if the drunkenness is fake or not. And they're now they're like being all uptight about that. Like, let them yeah. go. Like, just let say these are adults and then let them do whatever they want. And if they say something that's career ending and their career, that's fine. <laughs> if you're going to drink on live television, you're an adult. You yeah. got to own up to it. Um, all right. I'll, I'll tease us out of this one. Yeah. Wrap it up tight on another fun, 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 fun episode. Uh, Thanks, Lisa Maggot. Thanks to our producer and engineer, Katie Levine, and our benevolent overlords. Everybody at Exactly Right that helps Bananas be the successful, fun little podcast we've all grown to like. Uh, This one's from Cassidy. Thank you, Cassidy, for sending this in. Hell yeah. Scientists call for further research into sex in space. (laughs) I bet they do. This is from the the Washington Examiner. What was that, Scotty? Uh, we were, I was just saying, this. we did have a cool theme in this. It was just wet, wild, and wonderful scientists <laughs> just doing weird shit. <laughs> yeah, more sex in space. I think that makes sense. Now that we know that aliens are real, we might as well know what they're up to up there. All right. That's right. Bra- Brady Knox and the Washington Examiner. And mm. basically, it's just all about the fact that now that commercial uh, space travel is coming more online, like they should start studying sex in space. Not just to see how people are boning, but in case conception happens in space, how would it affect the that's actual... interesting. Yeah. So that's like, I was just like, wait, they just want to know like how they're going to bone? No, it's just like they should find out about conception. Um, people will that, volunteer for that. People 100%. will volunteer. Go to Miami. Ask every third person. Yeah. <laughs> there will be a whole planet. NASA wants you to hump in suborbit. <laughs> I'll do go it. To, I'm there. Go to Vegas. Go to Vegas. Walk down the strip. Say, do you want to have sex in zero gravity? Great. We're going to film it. They're like, no problem. I'm shocked it hasn't happened yet. But they say that the reason it hasn't happened yet is because every single inch of the space station, the International Space Station, has cameras for monitoring. Um, and so they would know if someone did it. 
I see. I yep. see. Also kind of creepy, but I see. Yeah. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you to Scotty for being here. and for Thank you for Curdy B for being the best friend money can't buy. <laughs> Bananas! Bananas! Bananas is an Exactly Right Media production. Our producer and engineer is Katie Levine. The Catchy Bananas theme song was composed and performed by Kahan. Artwork for Bananas was designed by Travis Millard. And our benevolent overlords are the great Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. And Lisa Maggot is our full human, not a robot intern. Bananas! Bananimals, follow Bananas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love what you hear, feel free to rate and review our little show. And of course, please visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Bananas merch.